and welcome to the Self-Explained Podcast. I am your host, Katie O'Donoghue, and I am a former model turned self-care and mindset coach. On this podcast, I will dive deep into all things self-care, mindset, habits, career, health, relationships, and much more. I will have a few guests along this journey, and with them, I will share some raw, relevant, and relatable realities. This is a podcast for people who want to transform their mindset and take the opportunity to become a better version of their self. Hey, so I'm back with my solo episodes in between my guests. But for today's episode, I thought I would talk about a very important topic that is your self-image. And it's not as simple as your physical looks. I'm on about the way that you see your whole self. So from your personality traits, your social roles and your physical image. It's something that I've really had to understand over the past three years in particular, but something that I never really thought about on a conscious level until I started my journey of self-discovery when I reached a very low point in my mental health. And, you know, I had to look outside therapy to get the tools to help me get a more healthier self-image too, because I realized that talking to someone for 30 minutes a week wasn't really getting me anywhere. Now, your self-image is based on the beliefs that you hold about yourself. So most of which have been unconsciously formed from past experiences, whether it's successes or failures or breakups or job losses or maybe you're getting married you're getting promoted you're being embarrassed even or being upset and the various ways that people react to you in those situations especially in early childhood that's like key points for when beliefs are formed because you're highly impressionable now our self-image is constructed from all of those experiences that we go through and once we form a belief about ourselves it is quote-unquote true in our mind and it is a fact to us as far as we are concerned and you never question where it comes from or how it was formed you just accept it as a truth and act in ways that ensure this belief is always true for you so all your thoughts all your feelings all your behaviors even your abilities are always in line with this self-image so in other words You act as this person you think yourself to be and this can affect your mental health. It certainly affected mine for so long. Now one of the self-image issues that I had to deal with was not getting into college and I saw myself as a failure because I had messed up my application form and I didn't get the course that I wanted which was applied psychology and because I didn't want others to see me as a failure I chose not to repeat a year in school and to actually go get this degree. So instead, I went to the college that I wanted to go into and I did psychology for a year just as a subject on its own, not counting towards anything, but to uphold this image that I was in college because I didn't want to be seen as a failure. And the following year, I did psychology and an arts degree, but all through college, I had this underlying fear of failure. And, you know, that I would never be able to succeed. And that was further supported when I failed an exam in the final year of college too. So that's how beliefs are formed. Something happens you once and then other experiences happen to you that further support this initial belief. And so you start to identify with it and you repeatedly tell yourself that you're now a failure. And that's where the danger comes in is when you start to generalize it. And instead of it being one event that just didn't go your way, 
you think I'm a failure or this might even transform into I always fail at everything. And you you start doing things without even realizing it to keep you in line with this belief. But, 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 <laughs> there is good news. Your self-image can be changed. And it's to do with your beliefs and changing your beliefs. But it's so hard because it also comes down to your habits, even your personality or even, you know, your way of life. And ultimately what you're thinking and exposing yourself to. So you're probably wondering, how do you know if you have a negative self-image? And for a lot of people, it comes down to the physical side of things, I guess. You know, there's a lot of hype over Instagram. There's nothing bad about Instagram now. I'm putting a disclaimer in. (laughs) But I've seen numerous articles published about how online social media sites can affect someone's self-esteem levels and even their self-image. And it's true. If you're someone who has to constantly use filters on Instagram or whatever social media platform you're using, if you have to edit your photos before you upload them to the point of perfection, and I say that because that's what I used to do, but that's a way of rejecting yourself. It's a way of not loving your real self and a way of putting a mask on and creating a new identity for yourself in the online world. And I say this because I've been there. I've had a negative self-image, especially when my scar was brand new on my forehead. It probably didn't help that I had been told by someone who was close to me that I looked like a ghost with no makeup on or that I was apparently making no effort if I wasn't putting makeup on. I was even called Harry Potter on the surgery table when I was getting my scar stitched um, when it happened at first. But on reflection of everything, I was simply, you know, trying to become comfortable in my own skin by not wearing makeup and hiding this imperfection away. Now don't get me wrong, I use the odd filter here and there but I've cut down dramatically and I don't edit my images anymore. I never do talking on camera even or do my lives. Even the odd time I'll post pictures with no filters on them because it's so unhealthy if you're using filters all the time and it's warping your self-image and I have to ask if you're someone who can't ditch the filter what are you afraid of what or who are you hiding your real self from and it takes a lot of work trying to overcome this it it might even be seen as an addiction I'm not gonna lie because it's become some sort of a habit for you but it's almost like you're addicted to seeing yourself in this new light that you don't want to leave it go but creating a positive environment where you aren't engaging in negative self-talk or anything that is basically causing you to change your self-image in a way that is so far from your real self it has a lot to do with who and what you expose yourself to and I used to follow all these amazing models on Instagram and admire them but on a subconscious level and unknowingly at the time I was comparing myself to them and creating a sense of inferiority did I say that right (laughs) I've no idea now (laughs) I always pronounce words wrong inferiority within myself but this was aggravated by various other things too such as being around others who also suffer from self-image or self-esteem issues or even being around people who criticize others because ultimately 
if they can criticize other people, they are surely criticizing themselves too, or even you. And it makes you think about yourself too. It's a combination of factors and repeated behaviors, repeated stories that you keep telling yourself. So if you're getting up every morning and you're picking yourself apart in the mirror, instead of showing yourself some love, then that's a recipe for disaster right there. Or even if you're, you know, going trying on clothes with friends and you're all complaining that it doesn't fit right or that you wish you'd smaller thighs or you know something that was different about your self-image that's again supporting this underlying belief that you might have that I'm not enough or I am not loved and it's it's a hard one to confront because it can get pretty dark and it can be pretty upsetting to realize that you actually don't love yourself But one thing that has helped me so much along my journey is having someone who will tell you every morning that you look beautiful. And if you see me in the mornings, (laughs) I wake up and my hair is all over the place. Like I'm talking, I look like someone who is a little bit crazy after being through a windstorm or bushes and it's just everywhere. And I might even be a little bit paler skinned because I've just woken up or I might have some belly bloat or even be sweaty because it's really hot over here in Sydney. And, you know, my whole point of this anyway, (laughs) I'm not saying that's bad if I'm any of those. My point is this exposure. You know, it's my partner who's helping to boost my self-image in a positive way. And it also makes me aware of the fact that I have two choices. I can choose to knock myself back and say no that I couldn't be beautiful at this time in the morning or I can choose to say thank you and cheer myself on on the inside saying yes it's okay to take a compliment and be proud of having a healthy self-image it's not vain it's simply self-love over self-hate and becoming aware of how you are cultivating this self-hate and negative self-image and mindset even is the first step in creating a healthy one And it can be a root cause if you don't actually confront it and try and change it for various mental health issues, not just anxiety, but maybe even body dysmorphic disorder or eating disorders. You know, my anxiety had a lot to do with my self-image and I had never even heard of anxiety until I had my accident. And I find that really strange because in Ireland, young people from the ages of 15 to 25 are already at the highest risk of age for developing mental health disorder. And even according to a report by UNICEF in 2017, Irish youths have the fourth highest suicide rate in Europe, and you have to wonder why that is. And I can only imagine, you know, the stats in other age groups or even in other countries, especially now with the pandemic, you know, mental health, it's it's on the rise. And there has to be something done about it. It still baffles me that there's no education on it in schools or in colleges, really. And I wonder if I had been educated in school, if I was aware that you can have these mental health conditions, you can have these self-image issues, would I have been able to help myself way sooner? Would others have been able to help their self way sooner too? Now, that's what I got for you for today. I feel like I've ended on a heavy note there. (laughs) Positive vibes and positive energy. (laughs) But if you like this episode, please do share it with a friend or someone that you know. 
If you like it so much, please do give me a tag on Instagram because I love knowing that people are tuning in and I love connecting with new people that I don't even expect to be tuning in. But please do stay tuned for the next couple of episodes because I've got some interesting guest speakers coming up as always. I've even got guest speakers locked in up until January and I'm really excited to have a conversation with them. They've got some really interesting stories to share. So do stay tuned and wherever you are, I hope you have an amazing day or a good night's sleep. And yeah, that's it for me for today. Mm-hmm.